What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Guys Talking Sports. And tonight, we'll be discussing the NFL, the NFL draft, and the, the methods that we use for the uh, for the upcoming draft, XFL and their bankruptcy, the NBA and their, I guess, so-called force competition, and the NCAA and their attendance with their sports, along with sports in general, dealing with attendance and how it how it kind of take place moving forward. But make sure you go ahead and tune in to this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. This is day, God knows what, of our nationwide, whatever you want to call this pandemic, quarantine slash keep your ass in the crib so you don't get nobody sick uh, situation. So I hope you guys have been staying in the house and just going to the grocery store to get TP and uh, and, and uh, paper towels and spam and corned beef in the can because, you know, those are things that last on your counter and your shelves and not getting all that fresh food that you guys are throwing away because you just knew you had to have it and y'all were stupid because the grocery store is still open. But anyway. I'm not here to harp on BS and ignorance because grocery stores are open every day and y'all still went out there and bought a ball of toilet paper and I have to use uh, uh, wipes, which once you use wipes, you, you never go back to TP. So we're, we're not going to go down this road. But I, others share my sentiment. So with that being said, Al, E, tell them what's good. Tell them that you stay in at the grocery store because y'all were sensible and buy y'all foods in moderation. <laughs> Well, I can't think uh, of that. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to buy in bulk and buy at 8 o'clock in the morning just to get anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you still have to fight the the elderly people who are already there because the stores already put them in the, ahead of the pack first and foremost early in the morning. So True, true. true going to be a line that. regardless. You got a Walmart when it opens, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. With so many ways of doing things now, like Target, for example, they you could just park in the, in a particular spot and they bring it to you. I may have to start using that a lot on a regular. You know, I, you know, I haven't. A lot of people with my part-time job, you know, the, the, at the apartment complex, they get people delivering their groceries and all that good stuff. Or you do curbside pickup. I ain't with that because, you know, I need I need to look at my vegetables. I need to know the date on my meat. You know, Fair I, point. I, Fair I, point. Yeah, you know, I can't let this any old random, some, somebody grab my stuff and it be rotten the next day. So, you know, I'm still old school. I just put the mask on and bum rush folks just in case they come near me. And we'll keep moving. <laughs> Especially since now it's required now to wear a mask everywhere you go. So oh yeah, here in Maryland that becomes a requirement on Saturday. Oh really? Yeah. I, I know a couple of states already started this um this week. So what about Jersey? As a matter of fact, I believe Jersey started it already, if I'm not mistaken. Is it more so North Jersey versus Southern Jersey? Or no, it's all, it's all around. You can't walk yeah. in the store now. It's been like that for about a good week or so. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so not to get off talking sports, but I'm just curious. You know, when you hear about the pandemic up in uh, the tri-state, New York, Jersey, Connecticut, 
And of course, they're talking about Central and Northern New Jersey, but they're not really talking about Southern New Jersey. What's the What's the climate like in Southern New Jersey and Philly? Well, Southern Jersey, it's people are being cautious and wearing the mask now that you have to say it, but the numbers or the pockets where it's really hot has really been in North Jersey, right up Bergen County, and you know, high, you know, Essex and Hunterman County, you know, all near New York City and Philly. What it wasn't as bad as you know, New York and upper New Jersey was up until maybe like the last week and a half to two. So they've got a spike, but it's not to the severity as it is up in New York and North Jersey. So mm-hmm. around here in Southern Jersey, a lot of people understand what's going on, but it's kind of like, you know, it's not the severity that you have another spot. So a lot of people are just, you know, just taking it, taking it as it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because definitely up in Northern Jersey, everybody is a lot more. Um, it's a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? Cautious. I'm at this stage because with it's so being close to New York. Um, I know, like with Jersey City, where I work, um, work at, um, they pretty much is at a shutdown. Like people don't want to go out. People don't want to do nothing at this stage. So um, with so many hot spots, like. Swoon said, um, especially in North Jersey, um, they're really trying to just lock it down. And but we, you know, of course, you have the people out there that are still going out, still going to, you know, you know, doing stuff that they're not supposed to do. And it just makes the situation that much worse because people's got to stay home for another extended amount of time because people are not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and that's not including the people that go for, you know, to do things like essential people or um, people that's doing, going to groceries and stuff like that. It's people that literally just hanging out, just want to hang out and don't want to treat this serious. So, Well, I hope, I hope that folks see the severity of the situation and stop taking it lightly and really just start, you know, there's nothing wrong with being selfish in this situation. Worrying about self and worrying about family. Ain't nothing, wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that right now. So, you know, people need to make sure they focus on themselves, make sure they focus on their families and stop with the BS. And, you know, I know your pastor may say, come to church, you know, God is above all and blah, blah, blah. Dude, watch that joint over the net. Yeah. <laughs> No, I did you not be in this house. <laughs> no, you'd be amazed, man. I mean, a lot of, I mean, as far as churches, not to get off topic, as far as churches, a lot of people, churches that I know are are being creative, doing it online and stuff like that, even though they never done it. I mean, I never done it online, but they're doing it online now. But then you have people that just believe for whatever reason that we could still do it, you know, to come together physically and, you know, still, you know, and, like I said, I don't want to get off topic, but, you know, a lot of people don't want to take heed to the warning. And then, God forbid, something happens to them or to someone. And then you're held accountable for that. Like, people have to really be careful and cautious of how they approach things going forward. And I'll just say that. that. I agree. So, folks, if you're out there listening to us and you've been partying with us since day one, Stay cautious, you know, keep family first and just do what you need to do and just follow the government's instructions. At least follow your governor's instructions. He's not trying to lead you wrong. But anyway, we're here to talk about sports. We're not talking about pandemics. 
I hear about that stuff enough. 23 hours out of the day, or maybe 18 hours of the day, the other hours you sleep. But whether here or there, let's just jump right into what's the biggest topic right now? I guess it would be the NFL, and they're coming up with the NFL draft. They're going on, chugging along as scheduled. They're not held, they're not hosting the draft in Vegas. They are doing it virtual. Uh, from, I believe they're making it so that each organization's top brass, whether it be coaches or scouts, or whatever, have to do it from their homes. And and prospects or, or uh, potential NFL players are being creative with their pro days and sending out videos and such. So where do we begin? What's the latest rumors? Uh, anything outside of it's still going on come next Thursday, we'll be glued in front of the TV, seeing how all this is going to be broadcasted and, and, uh, and the presentation-wise. So what's the latest word? Um, I haven't heard anything in different, I mean, in regards to, like, any staff, go I mean, stock going up or down for um, the, the players that are coming out of the draft, coming out onto the draft. Um, I'm very curious, to be honest, I'm very curious to see how the process go works, um, if anything. I think a lot of people is going to be curious. Um, I don't see no really ch big change. There may be some couple surprises during the draft, but I'm, me personally, I'm very curious to see how the technology works behind it, how they're going to do it um, as far as who's going to show up and not just with the pro days, but the draft combine. And to be honest, I'm very curious to see what their process is from the draft comp, I mean, from draft day to the, to the actual workouts to, you know, just to see what it is and how it is that the process is going to do with everything that's going on. So I'll be honest, I'm very curious to see what happens next and how it, it goes. Um, because this could be the start of something where it could even make it going forward as a, a continuity plan if something was to happen again, or it could be like a, a huge big fail. But I think a lot of people is going to tune in to see how the process works first. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the process works. I mean, you know, there was even some debate, you know, a few weeks ago that they should even have the draft um, or at least postpone it to a later date. But I think, you know, Roger Goodell said, you know, before, you know, the draft was had all this pomp and circumstances and everybody there, it's just basically a whole bunch of people in a room with telephones and you basically just make calls to people and that was it, you know. So basically to me, it looks like the process is just kind of shifting a little bit back towards that way, but just not having all those people in one room, they're still doing it. So, um, They've got creative with it, but I mean, the draft itself is something where you're not losing any games. It's not like anyone's losing any practice. You know, the draft can still go on. You can still pick players. Um, so I think this was a, what a draft, I mean, from an NFL perspective, low risk, high reward kind of scenario. Um, so. If they had to push it back a couple of weeks, yeah, would the likelihood of them still probably doing it this way? More than likely. And so that's why they probably said, you know what, might as well do it now, give people something to look at. And you're still going to have the commentary on ESPN, and I think it's going to be ABC with the college um, A Live crew. I saw a commercial about it um, 
about two hours ago, actually. So they're pumping it up. As far as the draft itself, I mean, it looks like the players from all the different mock drafts haven't much changed, except there's been a lot more chat about whether Justin Herbert is going to go before Tua. You know, Jordan Love is getting a little bit more love, per se. <laughs> so it's a question of whether he might be a first-round pick, fourth-round pick. Um, and a lot more chat of whether or not the New England Patriots are going to pick a, a, a quarterback in this year's draft. Packers have been, you know, talking to uh, some quarterbacks. So they were saying that, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers was getting upset. I don't know why, because the same thing happened to Brett Favre with you. So if anything, you know, it's a business. You can be all up in your feelings as far as you want. But when they picked you and they still had Brett Favre there, it wasn't about pissing Brett Favre off as far as we know. It was just business. That's all it is. So it, it's kind of hard to get much drama because, like you said, there's no pro days. There's not a whole lot of extra stuff going on. So there's no way of hyping any person up, per se. Even the combine itself was a little quiet this year. I mean, there was no names or nothing that dropped out because you had the coronavirus at that point that was just picking up steam. So yeah. Yeah. At, th at this point, I think a lot of people are, are I don't want to say crave, starving for sports, but they definitely are looking for something else to kind of get their mind off of all the coronavirus talking, staying inside. And right now, the NFL has the grand opportunity to have everybody captivated for a night or two or several nights just to kind of see what's going on. But the process, Al, I agree. I'm going to be very curious to see how this all plays out. So the biggest thing was I'm hearing that Jerry Judy was the, the number one wide receiver in the draft. And now C.D. Lamb is being talked about as number one wide receiver. And like you said, uh, Tua over Justin Herbert. Now I'm hearing reports that GMs and, and owners are worried about all of Tua's lower body injuries and he may drop in the draft and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if it's just all talk just to throw other teams off. Just that the team that really wants Tua and or Jerry Judy to get that joker when they want him at, at, a, at a bargain versus trying to pay top dollar for those particular players. Why not? That's all there yeah. is right now. It's just posturing. Everyone trying, you know, play, you know, poker faces, you know, lines floating the idea that they might take a quarterback and try to see if they can get someone to jump up early and spend some draft capital a la the Bears when they went and got Mitchell Trubinsky and they could have waited and we all seen how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you always get this every draft. There's always a lot of buzz about some players people are just trying to see if they can get someone to jump and give up a lot of capital in the process to get their pick. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's just a lot of hoopla right now. I think it's just part of the NFL draft um, being upcoming and um, probably won't, I mean, we're definitely going to hear a lot more um, about who's going to be, and it's all the, the hype around the NFL draft that's upcoming. Um, I think that's where it is. And with the the coronavirus playing a big part of how everything is planning out, 
I think that everything is going to be just more newsworthy, um, more news, um, so that people could just be hyped up about the upcoming draft in the most, for the most part. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. So that's football. Uh, <laughs> well, the, uh, the XFL, I heard, filed for bankruptcy, or it was reported filed for bankruptcy, and shutting up shop. There will be no more XFL. Uh, it's sad because it was actually kind of thriving a little bit. You know, it had a, it had a nice, little, nice little following. It was, it was a decent style of football. Um, I was really, I was really intrigued by it. And I, I think that this pandemic really cut that short and being that they had to file for bankruptcy <laughs> and then, uh, decided just to, the, 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 the roll shop up and say, you know what? I quit. We done. <laughs> I think that's a real shame because I really think they, they, McMahon and, uh, and uh, not Oliver, yeah, Oliver Luck, uh, who was running the XFL, really had their, their hand on something. And I think that this would have been the modern league of football that football didn't have outside of college football, which is sort of like the minor leagues. I think this really would have been the minor league of football. And because of a natural disaster or, uh, or unwarranted, unwarranted pandemic, cause it to shut down that's really sad well not only that i mean for the most part because um i mean in keeping with sports um because wwe furloughed a, a lot of wrestlers today um oh, wow. and they were they furloughed a lot of wrestlers they um cut back on a lot of pe um their finances and they had their executives some majority of the executives take some type of cut um, so that they're saving. I think everybody's being affected by this. And I agree with you. It's unfortunate because the XFL was thriving. And to be honest, I had high hopes because they had such a good success um, for the past couple of weeks. Um, I thought that this was going to be a good move for them. Um, especially, I think that they, I thought that they learned their lesson from the previous time they did the XFL to now. So um, it's unfortunate at this stage, but I, it's it's real unfortunate because the XFL could have definitely provided something different than the NFL. Yeah, so the day because last thing I saw about the XFL, they had closed up shop for this year. So have they just shuttled the whole thing? Period. Mm -hmm. From what I read, yeah. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard it was done. Put a fork in it. <laughs> wow. Really? I mean, I agree. They had something going on there. Um, you know, it's a shame because I think, I don't, still don't think it was going to be in a position to um, compete, you know, toe for toe with the NFL. I mean, and they even said they weren't there. Um, but they can definitely offer some kind of competitive, you know, competitive viewership against them. And I saw some of the games. The games were actually pretty good. I mean, I think there was one quarterback, the one that was from the um, – the league leading team, I believe um, he got called up from them, or she called up, but NFL team um, was looking to put him on after that season was over. Um, so, yeah. So, 
like it, I agree. They had something going on. They, they definitely have some different wrinkles in how the game was being played that I think the NFL, if they weren't going to just straight up jack, they were definitely looking at something similar and maybe tweaking it to fit them. Um, but it's a shame with the XFL because I, I thought that, you know, they might have been able to get a season or two seasons. But like you said, this came around and, if you ain't got the bread to uh, keep the show going, you know, you got to file for bankruptcy. But we know Vince McMahon, he'll, he can find a way to bring it back. Uh, I, he will. Without I question. Agree. I agree. I agree. And that quarterback, he, uh, I forget his name, but he played under a uh, rule when he was at Temple. Mm. Kicking butt when he was a quarterback at Houston. For the XFL and rule wasted no hesitation bringing them on to the squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, you know, there lies Cam. <laughs> Still with no team. Him and Jameis, which is going to be like that for a while. I don't think they're going to get picked up until after the draft sometime before the season. Unfortunate because you got two damn good quarterbacks there just sitting there for the picking and nobody wants to sign them at the moment. But. We could talk about those two at another time. Mm-hmm. But, but but on top of that, uh, Christian McCaffrey got his monies from the Carolina Panthers in an extension. He had two years left in his contract, surprisingly. So he's getting, what, $16 million per year for the next four four years. One million more than Zeke. Right. They're like, we can we pay you $50 more than Zeke? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little more, ain't it? <laughs> so, I mean, do you guys think he was worthy of the money? Or was it better yet worthy and a good idea from the Panther standpoint to give him that money? I think it's because what he offers, the value and the balance. Yeah. He's like that that fifth wide receiver. Not a, you know, not to mention that dynamic running back. Yeah. I think he brings much value now. If he got hurt tomorrow, would he be worth that money today? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, any players just end up an injury away. That's true. That's true. And it's it's so amazing the fact that, like, we living in a world where we we play we, – we take each day um, as, and treat it as our own. Like, we have to take it day by day. And – with so many players out there right now just in that state of whether or not we got to look for it from a longevity standpoint or, you know, with these contracts, you know, um, I got to worry about the future or, you know, but like in Cam's situation, he can't even get a contract now. You know what I'm saying? So he's still working on trying to get a team to accept them. And the way this business is right now, you just never know. And and we talked about it before about people got to be humble and stuff to to at least get their foot in the door. And with so many free agents out there still vying for a chance to make it into the NFL, and now you have the XFL people that now filed for bankruptcy. So you know that the XFL players is going to try and look to do the same thing with the NFL now that they see if they can get their opportunity there. I think that right now. Everybody has to just go for theirs in in a sense because we're living in that world where, you know, you never know what can happen. 
and you got to make sure that whatever you do, you put your best foot forward and just make sure you put your effort into it. And with this, I mean, with the NFL and just so many sports in general, but with the NFL especially, the NFL draft is going to be one of those those things where you're going to find out what your value or what your worth is as a free agent, bottom line. Teams is going to look – if teams are looking for quarterbacks, if they get it in the draft, then – as a quarterback in the free agent market, you're going to have to be leery because that could have been a position that you could have had. Mm. So you have to be, you know, you have to be mindful that you have to do whatever it takes for you to get yourself into the door that you need to be. Yeah, and, you know, and now with all, all the social distancing, it's hard for you to, you know, schedule workouts and, Correct. you know, you know, train with people, get in to do medical, you know, medical clearance from teens because you can't really go anywhere, which is, I think it's a, not the reason why Cam um, and or James, at least in Cam's situation, that he hasn't been, you know, brought in to look at, even got an offer, but that definitely does, you know, hold a big, you know, a big thing for him because he had the ankle, he had the shoulder, he had some major injuries over the last three to four years. So somebody's definitely going to want to, you know, take a look at it and make sure that all of his medical records look good. Right. Now, in turn, this might bode well for a lot of people um, because you're not doing anything of, you know, physical nature. You're not going to be probably in any voluntary OTAs. Everything's going to be a virtual, quote unquote, practice. <laughs> How that's going to work, I don't know, but a virtual practice, probably just virtually learning the playbook and getting all the signs and everything. But I mean, you're not out there doing anything of any kind of strenuous nature to re-aggravating the injury. So, these days of just kind of chilling out might do Cam a little bit of good. Right. Let his body heal up a little bit, heal more than what it's doing. <laughs> and he needs that because he needs every opportunity that he can have right now. So this may be a blessing in disguise for him because while he has the time to heal, it also gives him a chance to see what I, you know, to get it healed up to the point where he could showcase and show teams what he can do. Right. I still think he's going to end up in San Diego, personally. You know, that's just my gut. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll see what San Diego does uh, as far as the draft concerns. Um, wherever Cam goes, he's, gotta, he's going to have to swallow the pill. You're not going to be a starter. Yeah, and he has to accept that. He has to accept that. I agree. So, moving right along, uh, the NBA, who's trying to stay relevant during their regular season going into their playoffs, decided to reach into their bag of tricks and televise a game of horse, or should I say virtual horse, with some current NBA, WNBA, and retired NBA and WNBA players. I, fortunately, did not watch one single bit of it, but I managed to catch some highlights of it on uh, ESPN. And I must say, Zach Levine made Paul Pierce look like grandpa coming out of a wheelchair. And some of the things that he had, that Zach Levine did, and Paul Pierce was like, yeah. So, you know, it was real easy. Zach Levine went, of course, you know, five to zero, I guess. Because Paul Pierce pretty much couldn't do anything. And 
I believe also Chris Paul lost to the WNBA player. And I think her last shot is that she did some bank shot while sitting down on the ground or something like that. And Chris Paul missed. Um, and also, Connolly beat Tamika Cutchins or Catchings uh, in a game of horse because Connolly had his own private gym where Catchings had her little court in the backyard. And he did that little joint going over the backboard while running out of bounds. And she was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? I got grass. I might hurt myself, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I guess it was all right for those who were starved for some sort of NBA something or the other. But I thought it was kind of cheesy. But in the same sense, you know, I guess when you don't got nothing, it's better to have something as opposed to nothing. But if I could whisper real quick, and just before I get you guys uh, commentary on this, hey, ESPN, Fox News, oh, excuse me, Fox Sports. Yes, and all you other CBS sports out there, yo, Taiwan is playing baseball, dog. Get some translators. Show them joints live. <laughs> Watch baseball live. <laughs> the hell with all this other BS. All right, so what do you guys' take on this? <laughs> Well, as far as the, uh, the, the game of horse, virtual horse, uh, there's, there's a difference between being creative and being desperate. <laughs> okay. Being, let, me, let, me, let me say that again. Being creative and being desperate. What the NBA did with this horse was looking extremely desperate. Desperate to the point because I think, and you know, we've talked about this off the air, but I think they've realized that the likelihood of them even completing a flow, likelihood of them completing the season was done. However, they're gonna try to do it, whether they're gonna try to do a quick 20 game sprint to the playoffs, and how you're going to do a playoffs with seven-game series all around from start to finish. How you're going to sit there and crown a final champion without running into um, basketball, football, which I'm going to be the first one to say, yeah, but there will be football by September. Um, I believe there will be college football by September as well. Well, yes, I believe both will be by September in some form or fashion. But I think that the NBA is struggling to try, like you said, to be relevant. I'm more interested in watching the old NBA finals games <laughs> than I was watching in the horse. I'm more interested in watching the um, the um, ESPN, what, docu series about the, the Bulls of Michael Jordan with that nine part um, event that starts on the 19th. Right. I'm more interested in watching that than I wasn't watching that horse thing. Um, that was just a travesty. It, it showed desperation, which I'm very surprised because the NBA is usually a bit more forward thinking about it. Whoever came up with that idea needs to be fired because that was just a waste of people's time. Um, and the people that you had there, no one really wanted to see. Zach Levine, yeah. Paul Pierce, no. Now, if you would have had some of your stars, let's say a LeBron or Curry, um, I was going to say Kevin Durant, but he ain't doing anything but sitting there crying about him not being loved in Golden State 
by the local media because he loves Steph Curry. That's a different topic there as well. But I still say, don't do anything more like that again. Unless you guys can figure out a way of, of having a season, which I'm seriously down that there will be one, don't do anything like that again. <laughs> stick with the stick with the old games. Stick with the NBA Finals games here and there. Um, roll with the Michael Jordan Bulls, which I'm very curious to see. Roll with something else, but just don't do that again. Unless you can get people in a gym together to be competitive, I don't want to see that. Right. Yeah. Same here. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. <laughs> oh man, um, I agree with you, Smooth. <laughs> I completely agree with you. That was a complete and utter fail. <laughs> I mean, you can't even write. I mean, you can't make this up. Whoever did do that, they definitely needs to be fired. Whoever came up with that idea, definitely needs to be fired. That could have been hosted on Instagram. It could have been hosted on in a social media platform. If you really you want to IG live, you don't want to sit there and do that on, on, on TV. Come on now. Mm -hmm. I think the 30 for 30s, oh, they could they got a whole they have a whole list of 30 for 30s that they could have just ran and could have been better off situ I mean better off than the game of horse. That's what kills me. Like they have interviews that they could have done. They could have did a special on Kobe. They could have did a special on some of the, the greats. You know, the Hall of Famers, something like that. They could have put something together. Um, that was definitely an utter fail. And to be honest, until in the NBA comes back with actual games, I don't think everybody's going to be too impressed in whatever it is that they try to do going forward. I think ESPN needs to realize that. I think the NBA really needs to realize that. They could hold interviews, like never before seen interviews. Um, if you really wanted to, People would have been talking more about that Kevin Durant situation now than they would have about the game of horse that was just played. Um, I think that at the end of the day, they really need to come up with better ideas. I know they tried to be creative, but that wasn't it. Bottom line. That was not it. They need to come up with something a little bit more creative where you make sure that fans will tune in. Uh, hopefully they learn from their mistake and do something a little bit different than what they just did and try to do something where it'd be much more intrigued. Because even though this was intrigued, how the setup was, was just, was, I mean, I saw the first couple of minutes of it, and the fact that it was playing outside, when, you know, you could barely hear some people um, do the things that they was trying to do. It was windy out in one location. You know, the comparisons of courts, people got like, the small little court and playing on a driveway while others have full-blown gyms. And, you know, it was just, the comparison was just, it wasn't there. It definitely didn't keep me tuned in um, to see how it was going to play out. And I agree with you, Smooth, the players, the players that were playing, I was not interested at all, bottom line. I mean, you had some NBA players, Hall of Fame players, you know, players retired. I mean, you're better off playing the big three and just ah. repeats of that and been better off with that. I think that that would have been much more suitable for them. I mean, come up with better ideas instead of just trying to do something virtual where you may think it could be done a lot better. And I know the NBA has, um, I, I, I give, I think this is an utter fail. I think the NBA can do much, much better, bottom line.
I agree. They need to put their heads, they need to really uh, help. What even, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but what you could have easily have done if instead of having these people play, the, if you're going to do the virtual horse, at least put it in a place where the people can play and they won't have any issues. Like, why not tell the people to go to a high school where they, they could do the you know, perform a horse instead of doing it backyard in their own house? Like, you could at least set something up. That could have been better set up than how it was. How it was, how it came out, the product of it was just completely like, that's not on the NBA level. That's something like high schoolers would do. Something where, you know, y'all just, like the players just came together without the NBA's help. Like, that's what it seemed like. You could have had, like, you could have had, like, each player play in a high school gym or an elementary school gym, something where it could have been just them, where even if you're going to broadcast it, you could have broadcast it from one, you know, from an elementary school where one person is in one elementary school. Anybody that had a backyard should not have played in the backyard. They should have played it in an actual gym where there was an actual court where there was an actual, no wind is blowing in the actual microphone, and it sounds all like it's a bootleg copy of a horse game. Like, you could have done it professionally if you're an NBA. You could have been better represented. Like, that just shows, like, it wasn't no, no, no representation of the NBA. Like, if I'm doing it, if I'm promoting a product, I'm promoting it to the best of my ability. I'm not going to have you do it in the backyard of your own house when you can have a high school gym or an elementary school gym or a college gym or something where you could be totally isolated by yourself to do a horse game with virtual people playing in a virtual location. I could have put a better product out there than what they just did. What they just did was complete other trash because at the the end of the day nobody didn't tune the cn to see the actual product like i turned it off five minutes after because i didn't want to see paul pierce shooting jumpers in a backyard of his house i could do that myself <laughs> and, that's the and that's the bad thing about it the bad thing is what you suggested they can't even do that because they can't go anywhere <laughs> but I'm, i mean i'm saying well all right that may be true <laughs> that may be true but you but a public park you could you could have did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I think that they could have done something a little bit better than what it was. That's how I see it. Like, even if you, like, there's no harm if you're, like, if you're living at home, there's no harm. I know there's an elementary school around your way. I know that there's a school where you could have had some type of closed off event where it could have been just you and maybe a cameraman keep social distancing aside and then perform something. Like, that's how I see it. I don't, I mean, I get that you got to stay at home, but I, you could have been better prepared than this. That's where I'm coming from. You definitely could have been better prepared. It seemed like there was no preparation. It was just like, yo, y'all just go ahead and do the horse thing and, you know, just do it at your house and we'll just, we'll, we'll record it on your, on your phone and then we'll broadcast it on ESPN. Like I said, it, like you couldn't even send video equipment to the player's house so that you can at least get the proper video of an outside backyard event. Come on, Adam Silver, knock it off. ESPN, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Just, just knock it off. <laughs> yeah, we tried. No, I, I, I'll give them an E for effort. They did try, but I give them a very low E for effort. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, but hopefully they get, they learn from their mistakes and they figure out a way to do something better. 
That's a failure. <laughs> yeah, so we had the old um, gunshot sound from Starbuck Wild Show up. Do 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 do. Oh man. Oh, and um on a more somber note, like the on behalf of the guys talking sports, I'd like to uh, send our condolences out to uh, Carl Anthony Towns, mm. um, where he lost his mom to the coronavirus. Uh, uh, our hearts and our prayers go out to him and his family. You know, I believe when he first got announced that his mom had it, his dad had it too. His dad was able to pull through, but unfortunately he lost his mom and it's uh, very sad to hear uh, that somebody, anybody for that matter, whether it be athlete or they be Mary Sue that's down at the corner, should have to, you know, have to lose a family member due to such a senseless and just such a senseless thing as a pandemic. Um, and it kind of, this kind of brings us back full circle to say, keep your asses in the house. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, how this happened, especially in the African-American community, how it's running rampant. Um, and again, we're not here to end the show on how we began the show, but it's just how ironic where at one point, you know, African-Americans were running around and saying, this ain't for us, this ain't for us. And then all of a sudden, it's all about us. It's all about us. Um, so again, everybody just stay safe and those who are out there who's listening and they have a loved one who's in ICU or in a hospital or have lost a loved one, you know, our condolences go out to you and your family as well. Um, and also, and also just to, just to make mention as well, um, I know that Nate, you're a, uh, a hard Yankees fan. Um, mm. Acknowledgement to um, wow. uh, Hank, Hank Steinbrenner, who um, yeah. passed away at the age of 63. Um, that, it was believe of um ongoing health complications not directly from the coronavirus but um hank the son of george steinbrenner and not at 63 passed away um it was yesterday the day before yesterday so special shout out to his family special shout out to the yankees family as a whole uh yeah so don't know where we can go from here other than ESPN stop broadcasting BS. Um, I like your Friday night movie night showing a bunch of sports movies. That's that was fun. Oh, I, they do that. I didn't ever pay attention. Continue that. that yeah. They should continue that. That was pretty cool. Like I saw the what was it the uh, Texas Western team that won that won the national championship. I forget the name of that movie. I forgot the name of it too. But uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Yeah, Glory yeah, Rose. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was on two weeks ago. Okay, and uh, the not the rookie, but um, I think the baseball movie is on uh, Dennis Quaid. Oh, I forget the name of that movie. Oh, um, I was getting ready to say Major League, but not... oh, they should put that they, on. I, <laughs> no, they had that on. To be honest, I think they had it on last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's. I don't know if it was ESPN though. It could have been something somebody else though. But Major that, League was on. 
that might be a little too risque for ESPN. <laughs> Why not? Or or put on the um, the Bad News Bears, the, the first one. Oh, uh, really not, not the other one yeah. where they go like to Japan or someplace. Right. Like, yeah. Put the first one on. That's 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 a classic one too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, hell, they need to put on a uh, what's my man, uh, Nick Nolte. Uh, college basketball with Shaq and Penny and all. Oh, blue chips. Blue chips. Yeah, that's, that's a good one too. And the program, if they're going to do uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little too real. That was a little too close to comfort for all those college football players out there. What, like, what was it close to comfort for you, too? For me? Well, you was in high school. You didn't. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like that in high school. I mean, it kind of was like that in high school. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just didn't see the rapid uh, steroid use. <laughs> yeah. No, but with all the, the, the stuff going on with the party and all of the stuff, and it's all out of school. True. 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 This is this interesting what the, the dynamics has, has brought us and where we are today, just to see, you know, how things are going to be changing here come future. Uh, uh, wow. You know, it's, it's, it's how does one end this show? Without saying, yeah, we really don't have much else to talk about because there's nothing really much else to talk about. <laughs> well, we we talk about the um, optimistic approach of looking forward to sports in some form or fashion being played um, sometime this summer. Um, right. We believe, um, as the um, as the guy from. Um, health organization, um, Fuji has stated that there is a way that sports can be played this summer. It will probably have to be played without fans at stadiums and said that in certain circumstances, players could be just, you know, held up in hotels and then shuffled to a stadium and come back and be played, but no fans, minimum, you know, like as commentators and everybody there, but sports might not be played without any fans for the next few months. I did read where a bunch of college ABs were interviewed and they were, they were afraid that if college football were to be played if, with no fans, that they're afraid that attendance at games would be down. But that's something that with high-def TVs and 4K TVs that College football fans knew about that for a long time, but I, I think it's a different level of uh, camaraderie and pageantry that go along with college football as opposed to pro football, that where the diehard college fan will always want to be in the stadium versus watching it on TV or at large because of, uh, it's just the love of your university and the fact that Students will always be at the games, so that means alumni are going to come into them. So they were afraid of no fans, loss of revenue in that aspect, but I don't think that would be an issue. College football, now NFL, maybe, you know, because then you don't have to worry about ridiculous parking and ridiculous this and ridiculous that. But diehard fans are diehard fans. Yeah, NFL is still going to make their bread because it's the TV contracts. More, and a lot of – I put like this, the big five conferences that are getting the – let me phrase that. Out of the big five conferences, the big three <laughs> that got the big 
TV contracts are going to still eat and be good because that money's coming from, you know, the TV networks, not so much more local TV or people coming into the stands, buying concessions, being there, doing all this other stuff and patronizing different restaurants and bars and stuff in a college football town. So I can understand from an AD's perspective that are not in like the Big Ten or the ACC or even ACC, they're scared shitless because they're like, we don't got the same kind of money coming in like those big three do. So they need people there. Right. I think that um, they're going all, as long as there's um, for colleges and as long as there's students there, um, I think they're going to have, they're going to work something out where students is going to be there no matter what. Um, I think that no matter what year or when they do come back, the students is going to come back as well. And once they do, it's going to be like nothing has changed. Um, it's just the fact that they're right now losing the money from this period to mm-hmm. when they come back. Um, but I think that most colleges can salvage that one way, shape, or form. Or otherwise, you'll see a big increase in tuition and room and board um, down the road to recoup some of that lost money, which is unfortunate. But Yeah, I agree. As, as, as long as there's going to be kids at school, they'll find a way of making it happen. Yeah, without question. Well, all right, fellas. Looks like we've uh, come to the end of our our weekly show. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank everybody out there that's been watching and listening and supporting. Uh, we really appreciate you, especially during these times when you could be out there pretty much doing anything else in the house because, hell, you ain't got nowhere else to go. And you want us to stick it out with us. So mm-hmm. we thank you. Well, fellas, where can folks find you? You find me on um, Twitter and the Grams, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can find me on Twitter. That's CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. So once again, folks out there in podcast land, SoundCloud land, YouTube, if you guys actually watching this live on YouTube, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, you can find us everywhere. You can find us under a rock. You can find us under the bottom of the ocean. You, know, you can find us next to all the laid off lawyers out there. We're here for you. And uh, we're going to be broadcasting every week, regardless if we're going to be sitting there talking about kickboxing or kickball. Because, you know, you can do virtual kickball too, I'm sure. ESPN will find a way. Uh, with that being said, ESPN, no more horse. I think we uh, But you could do virtual live bowling. That might be interesting. That might be interesting. But, you know, hey, who, who am I? Anyway, thank you, guys. If you're going to do it, do it at a bowling alley, not the backyard. <laughs> hey, man, the baby's got the little nine-pin plastic piece. You know, this tongue's going to be real hard. <laughs> Remember those days. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, man. And we look forward to another episode of Guys Talking Sports this week. So make sure you guys tune in. Tune in. Until next until next time. It's quarantine Wednesday. Peace, love, and hair grease. And a nice Wednesday. <laughs>